This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I step on your mom? The Guardian Lemusa. Now on. You do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my awesome, hilarious, wonderful, and going to Amsterdam in a month co-host, Monica. Hello, Hi. Monica. <laughs> Hello, I'm going to... I almost felt my, like... It, I must have looked like I just shat myself because I squeezed so hard when you said that. You, but you looked like, like just this moment of glee, like... Me! I, <laughs> no! I'm so excited. I feel like I'm allowed to get excited now. Mm-hmm. It's I, because I wasn't allowing myself month. to get excited. I know it's T minus one or 30 days. It's not even necessary. And also today doesn't count anymore it, because no. mm-hmm. at this time we would have already seen each other. That's true. So everything's going to be, so it's what would have happened basically by then. And I'm so fucking excited. I can't even. Also Loki worrying because all of you talk about how horrible the flight situation is. And I'm like... I am only really, like, really on time for my for for going to Graz. But then again, I'm thinking Graz is not a really big airport. Like, what the fuck should happen there anyway? Yeah, you'll figure it out. It'll be fine. It's another month It'll away. Yeah, but I already know when I have to take my train and when I'm going down and who is going to pick me up when I come home in Vienna because there's no plane to Graz on the day that I want to go. Anyway, that was all right. And just make sure that you don't leave any uh, food packages in the backseat of your car when you get on your train. <laughs> Listen, just because you do that all the time, I would never forget food. I would not forget food. Also, I need to go... Like, basically, I will leave from the train station in our town. Which you will be like, where well, is a train station in your town? Yeah, kind of in the next town down down so there. So you mean we could have gone to that train station and not the one that we did no, go to? No, but then... Hmm. No. That's because not every train leaves from there. But the one that I need leaves from there. Oh, so well, that's, that's convenient. Because they... Yeah, it's really convenient because it's this early morning. I stop at every fucking train station. There is kind of train. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how we're going to get there. That's how it's got to be done. <sighs> yes. Because what are I'm we doing in a month? Be... Going to Amsterdam. We are going. Well, we're going to TwitchCon. Woohoo. Woohoo. Well, and to be honest, I don't think I'm actually going to TwitchCon loads, but I'm going to just, just going to go meet people have seen before or who i have seen before so all the people so yay about yay. that mm-hmm. it's been a long long time i'm telling you i know it's gonna be so good to see people in person go to a few interesting panels and talks and mostly just hang out with people that we've met on twitch yes it's true mm-hmm. I mean that's literally all I'm, uh, I want to go for anyway. I looked at the at the panel list and stuff, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, there. If I would take it like really seriously as a business endeavor, for example, or I have would have like, I want to really like work on my stream and grow my stream and whatever, um, then it, there are really nice panels. 
But I don't, I just, I can't even keep my two-day week schedule up nowadays. So I'm just like, go with the flow. And the flow in a month tells me to be with people and fuck all of the rest. <laughs> Fair enough. There are a couple panels that I'm looking forward to and I would like to see. Um, but yeah. like, I think in the grand scheme of a two day pass, it might end up being like two hours, maybe three hours there. Mm. So, I mean, I've, I've looked because I've looked through a bunch of them now and there are a bunch of like, I expect this to be so different to be honest, but maybe it's just, maybe it's just me having too high expectations because, well, it's in like... I have a bunch of feelings about this, but I don't know if we need to discuss this in general because we want to talk about something else today. Well, related, but not that in, 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 in essence. So, But yeah, I thought it would be a bit different. Um, more than more. I don't know why I sound so ridiculously Austrian recently, like more Austrian than usual with my speaking, but here oh, we are. No. <laughs> um, I thought it would be a bit more diverse, which it's not mm. all like barely mm -hmm. we can like that we can like find some people but not a lot so i'm like this is a bit embarrassing um and it's interesting because there are some panels that are from streamers that are really small and 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 again no issue with being like not having a lot of followers or whatever but I all but it's just interesting because I thought that it will be full with people who do this for a long time and want to share all the knowledge and stuff. And it doesn't mean that smaller streamers don't have the knowledge or whatever, but it's just an interesting thing that I observed, which which I didn't expect, let's mm. say that. Mm. But yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. But I agree we'll with your point. Maybe that's something that we can talk about after Twitch on post Twitch Yes. Because then we can do that. Perfect. Another mm -hmm. episode nailed. <sighs> yeah. But in the light of going there, this is a preparatory episode. That's probably not the right word. But it's a, an episode in preparation of that because going to cons is very exciting. It is very exciting. And this re episode, I just want to say before we get started, was requested by a member of our community, uh, Mr. Millhill. Um, he asked us to talk about this and we thought it was a great idea. So thanks, Marcus, for the suggestion. Thank you so much. Marcus always has great ideas. He's he like a bit like Tom, who also has always great ideas. So good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thank you very much for that, as Amanda already said. We we also requested, and when I say we, I mean Amanda, requested on Twitter. We. I know. We. I know. <laughs> But I don't want to take away from the work that you do. That's why I'm pointing it out that you are the organized and good person here. And I just show up and speak. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I don't want to take those berries. That's not how you call it. We will call anyway. Berries. Anyway. Are they raspberries? Blueberries? <laughs> uh, idea berries? Organization? Organize berries? Organize a berry? Organize. It's the organize berries. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and we asked the people who follow us on Twitter um, about their tips and tricks for what they do when they go to cons, especially as a woman or a marginalized gender. Because if you're not a straight white dude, then sometimes life is a bit more tricky than, um, and you have more things to think about um, than when you're at the at the head of the food chain. Yeah, a little bit more <laughs> than just show up and have fun. Yeah. 
Um, and some and of these really, tips really are really relevant for everyone, not just women mm-hmm. and marginalized genders, but like if you're going uh, with a group of friends. So yeah, we're going to talk about these tips. And I have a confession to make as well before we get started. This is my first like real convention. Um, I've never been to one before aside from like small ones in Belfast. And like when I say small, they're pretty small. So this is like my <laughs> first one that's ever actually like it, it feels feels big than anything I've ever true. been to before. It's true. I've been to 20 years ago. <laughs> I just had to think the math real quick in my head. Um, I went to a bunch of Animanga cons. So that's my con experience, really. Um, I've never been... To, I wanted to go to Comic Con before the pandemic or in the year of the pandemic. But then the pandemic, it, that didn't happen. And... Now I kind of also didn't go anymore. Like, I know it started again this year or something, but I didn't just go anymore. Um, and I always kind of wanted to, but, like, again, no no first-hand experience, but a lot of people who we've asked have, like, first-hand experience from mm-hmm. a lot of cons. Yes, and so we've got some fantastic advice that uh, I'm already like, oh, that's a great idea. You're going to make sure we do that. Yeah. No, not. Um, yeah. So without further ado, let's talk about the advice that has been offered to us. Who do we, who do we want to start with? Well, let's start with Blamage. Let's start with Blamage. Blamage, who is the best, by the way, but I'm also really biased because she's my longest now, 20 years, uh, longest online friend who I've also met online through a community that we can't talk about anymore now. But, <laughs> but um, also the one... Um, like after 20 years we still have contact which is incredible and she was also one of our first guests on Geek Herring where we talked all about um, doing cosplay Cosplay. at conventions so very relevant that we're starting with uh, her advice it's true so just as a reference um, Blamage is basically um, yeah as as Amanda said cosplayer she also won like the German finals for some cosplay competition and got to go to tokyo to japan um to participate whoops uh to participate through my pencil there to participate in um the cosplay contest there so she's like really and she's going to like a lot of like german cons and also european cons all related to like anime manga mostly also some gaming ones and um yeah, she's going often as a cosplayer photographer, also like in normal clothes sometimes, like regular clothes, not cosplay clothes. So she has seen a lot of the cons and had a lot to say to it. Mm-hmm. Oops, I lost my tab. I didn't. <laughs> um, so she says that in her experience, um, at a manga conventions, the audience is mostly female, whereas at gaming conventions, it's a more male-dominated. So that makes this conversation that we're having perhaps even more relevant, because we mm. are going to a more gaming convention as opposed to cosplay, though there is uh, an element of cosplay happening, which is great. I mean, I feel I feel it's also underrated because I do feel that a lot of these cons, there are always going to be cosplayers around, mm-hmm. right? Like, there are always going to be... Because you can cosplay is literally anything, even though it's like this Japan, like coming from or stemming from the anime manga art, um, people just cosplay everything. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like we will see, we will also see a lot of those at the at TwitchCon, I guess. Um, her first piece of advice is actually something I never in my life would have thought about, um, ever. It just didn't even occur to me. 
Um, but she says to avoid photographers that are mid-60 and have very expensive cameras. Not only do they usually shoot bad photos, they're also grabby thirst bags. Yeah. I remember she telling me that like once because she also went as a Viera to, uh, to I think, GamesCon. And like Viera has like this really hot, like, lo- hot, dra- like, look be- almost naked mm-hmm. and have like really tight clothes and stuff so so she said like a lot of people while she was eating people were like starting to speak to her and really like no boundaries whatsoever because she was dressed like really and she's also like a really good looking woman at the same time and then like in those clothes that look like people would give more or whatever then they always start to assume bullshit just mm-hmm. because you're dressed the way you're dressed exactly Vieira's a sexy bunnies just for from reference. final fantasy mm. make it extra clear um and in the same vein she also says that um uh, at gaming conventions when you're in cosplay people will touch you for photos without your consent so make it clear if you don't want to be touched because yeah i mean i can i can see that seeing somebody in an amazing costume and just walking up and like touching it i mean i'm not saying it's right but like i can absolutely see it happening and it's like oh please don't people i don't understand why people need to touch other people in general Mm -hmm. like without anything with or without with or without um like i mean they do it with dogs they do it with people like what the fuck's wrong with you right like why would you need to touch things and ask anyway why would you need to accidentally hold Maisie Williams' hand? I mean, you thought Tom was that, so I it's mean, true. I guess that there's at least that was an accident. That was not that that wasn't deliberately trying to grab her uh, hand no, to be like to help <laughs> Maisie's hand for a second. I know it still made still her very hilarious. uncomfortable, though, and I was I, like, I'm I, so yeah. Sorry. Did you tell that to her then in the no, end? No, it was very or did awkward you pretend and we like weren't it actually, happened. like, really, we didn't really talk to them. It was so awkward. Oh, but then she probably must have thought that you did that on purpose or something. Oh, I'm my so God. So embarrassed. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maisie Williams, oh, if you no. ever listen to this podcast, like, I'm so sorry. I really didn't mean to hold your hand. <laughs> I also assume that a lot of people probably just try, just want to hold your hand and hold it, and they want to do it, and you just accidentally did it. Just, you probably won't even know who the fuck you are, because there have been so many of those creepsters. It's true. It's oh, true. no. Um, oh, back no. to uh, Blah Mage's advice. <laughs> she also says to get a friend who can stare really evilly, like her friend Lady <laughs> Louie, and people will instantly get their hands off you. Yeah. Nothing beats the death glare. I'm going to be the biggest cock block for everything in that on that con. I already tell you that because if somebody's just intense, I mean, nobody's cosplaying from a group. So I feel like that's not, but who the fuck knows, right? Who the fuck knows? Mm-hmm. You never know. I mean, never know. We might not have cosplayers, but we might have drag queens showing up. It's true. So, it's true. Yes. Cock those blocks. Block those cocks. <laughs> And and clam jam it like Liz said the other day. That's the other thing. I love it. Clam jam and cock block. Fantastic. I will do that. <laughs> um, her next advice is a long one, so I'm just gonna go for it. Uh, at a convention with a very mixed crowd, there is no way to be safe from grabby hands, especially if you have a skimpy costume. There is also no way to be safe from asshole comments. For example, one person called Blah Mage at, uh, during Gamescon a 
professional, quotes, in her Fran Final Fantasy twelve costume, which was half professional cos- cosplayer and half whore, because that's what cost, co- uh, sorry, that's what prostitutes are called. Um, I yeah. know we can preach things like that shouldn't happen and people should be educated, but unfortunately we're not there yet. So if you can't cope with comments constantly snapping at people for being grabby and your unflattery food or hip anaconda pics getting uplated to N-chan... Don't wear a costume to gaming conventions, especially not a skimpy one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that I sucks. I that, like that anaconda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, it's not wrong. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it sucks, though, yeah. that, like, that's some advice. Is like, if you can't handle that, don't do it. Because it's going to happen. And I hate the fact that it's, like, it, it's just yeah. expected to happen. I know. I don't understand why the, I mean... I mean, I do understand because patriarchy and misogyny and people think they own someone and they own women especially, um, which is also why often like drag queens have the issue of people touching them because like, I don't know, people think anything that has like, looks like a woman or whatever can be touched or whatever, Mm -hmm. or it can be owned by, by grabbing it or some bullshit. Yeah. So it's, but it's just so infuriating because nobody else like... How do you like just some, some rando walking past you and touching your ass? Like, it's not, there's nothing fucking flattering about it. No, there's not. Yeah. And the same thing goes, like, for waiters and waitresses and shit, right? But people mm-hmm. are just, they feel so entitled to, like, other people's physical bodies. touch. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. Fuck, Fuck that. all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, her next bit of advice. Uh, Blamage says, on smaller conventions, staff tend to be more helpful and care for your problems and complaints, but bigger ones, not so much. So, I mean, that's, I mean, I guess a bigger convention, it's harder to cater to everyone, but also you should anyways, like talk to people anyways about problems and complaints. But I mean, I guess there needs to be enough staff to cater to complaints, especially when you know that there is like a threat of like, all these like grabby bullshit and stuff like that and it's not that people are there and, and like con organizers can't be not be aware of all of that because i'm sure they're all they, they are not always run, run only by men right so i feel like mm-hmm. there need to be people in the organizational panel who know that this can be an issue right because they also go to the cons themselves and do the things themselves right mm-hmm. yeah for sure mm. um and she also says, Gemma says oh sorry oh sorry go ahead Gemma just said bigger cons uh, don't need to care to be honest they know they will be successful anyway exactly and it's that mentality that it's like can we move past this like also what does it have to do with success to make people feel safe like you're not less you can be successful whatever but you can still make people feel safe like why why is it exclusive mm-hmm. like why I'm successful so I don't need to give a shit about safety anymore like what bullshit is that yeah exactly it is bullshit also, especially because cons often come from, like, this shared piece of interest, right? Like, cons are things where people meet who love something re- very much, right? right? And love a certain topic very much. So, let's say, any manga cons are for animes and mangas, like, comic cons are for comic people and, 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 and game Twitch con or other things are, like, for gaming people. So, they're all, like, already a bunch of people who, like, have this common shared interest that they love and that they sometimes they, they, they use this to like i don't know flee from re- reality because life is really hard or whatever and so why do you can't why why does safety not immediately come with that as well like mm-hmm. why is that not something that we have this one thing that we all love 
love brings us all together, but to be together, we all need to be safe. Like, why does why why is this not something that's automatically part of it all? And it should be. I absolutely agree. And as Gemma says, like. Uh, the problem is making waves and alienating the assholes. You risk them rioting, which is gross. I absolutely agree. And it shouldn't happen. I absolutely agree. And like, but unfortunately, it's often the way that it goes. And it's like, but this is what we need to change. This is the, the mentality that needs to be different. And it's working to create those safer environments as well. Um, and we can't create those safer environments by... Avoiding them altogether, I suppose. We need to, like, create that change from the inside, get people in the organizing committees, et cetera, et cetera, try to make a, I don't know, cultivate a safer space. I wonder if there's something that can be due, like, in the essence or in the core of, uh, like, so in the core of the values and how you create the code in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm saying, I mean... If this is a thought that's been that's been part of the conversation from the very beginning and the culture of the con organizations organized organizers is already we are a con and we always include the safety thoughts into everything we do then it's like this core essence of creating the con right and 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 like this core structure that cannot be questioned like i totally get that when people are like when people start to create the con and nobody even starts to nobody considers this bit with everything so then they get successful and then things become an issue and then things need to change and obviously then you have these fucking rioters who who are like bro dude whatever me um so I'm thinking that that maybe this is where it all where the problem lies. That I don't, it's only always in far fucking afterthought and never something that's included in the creation process and in the conversation in the first place. Like what happens when and how can we prevent that from even like starting to happen in the first place? Mm-hmm. And I think Gemma makes a great point um, here when she says that cons are. Uh, inherently created as predatory spaces, some of those dangerous in the geek world for a long time. So making them safe is a radical change um, because for a long time, geek cons were the playgrounds of asshole men who have been treated poorly by other men. And this is how they created their own hierarchies. Um, mm. And I think like there's a lot to be said there because it's these men who created their own safe spaces to talk about their geekiness away from the people that bullied them for liking these geeky spaces and now they're feeling threatened because they're opening up and like geek is cool because um, geek is really cool don't let anybody tell you otherwise um, and like letting women and uh, all the uh, like all other genders and like everything else like everyone else coming to the conventions and they're feeling threatened and it's causing a lot of rioting and like you're not welcome in our spaces and I mean like oh my god this is such a bigger issue but um, we need to change the system <laughs> yeah we just need to like just like it's just a really easy problem to solve, right? Because we mm-hmm. just smash the patriarchy and then everything yeah. will be great. Right? It's fine. That's so, easy. Is that how it goes? Done. Yeah, no problem. Done. <laughs> we will be all be safe next month because we just smashed it. There we go. Yep. Done. Done <laughs> for all of you. Smashed. Oh, Ready to go. Let's go. Um <sighs> And Blumage's last uh, bit of advice is to go with friends, because not only is it more fun, but people also dare less when you're in a group of friends, Um, which, I mean, is pretty great advice in general, uh, for sure, going with friends. But I think that that leads Mm -hmm. us into talking about um, some of the tips that 
Gemma and Charlie, who are both in our Twitch chat right now, have uh, mentioned. Which, yeah, so it's a really good lead-in. Go with your friends! Go with your friends. Mm-hmm. Gemma also points out if you go with your friends, turn on um, both location services and sharing your locations with friends. Um, and make sure that you write things down. I did have to laugh a lot, to be honest, because... Chairman <laughs> was like, write everything down, copy everything, so you have everything in paper, and if you lose anything technical, you at least have all the paper still. <laughs> I mean, it's not really wrong. Funny. Like, write no, down no, maybe a couple friends' wrong, phone numbers really or something. Um, write down locations that you're meeting. I don't know. Because, like, your phone can die. Your phone can get stolen. Um, you, you, you can it's lose true. your phone. Like, you might run out of signal and have no way to contact anybody. Like, it is, uh, uh, Gemma, I'm absolutely on your side. Right a few bits of information down so that you can get in touch with people if you find yourself completely alone and without your technology. I mean, Gemma is right. She says she literally doesn't know anyone's phone numbers anymore. I don't either. I know so mine, I Tom's, and my mom's. From. What else do I need to know? I sometimes struggle with the weirdos, to be honest, because even though his number is really easy, I, I'm, I'm never 100% sure in what order the first three numbers are. <laughs> So like, is it this one or is it this one? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there is no chance in hell I would know your phone number or Tom's phone number no, or Ben's I have no phone idea number for this situation. Yeah. Like, fuck, fuck that. Yeah. Um, and I also think like that uh, location sharing is really good as well. Because if anything happens and you get separated from your group and for some reason you can't talk on the phone or send them a text, they can be like, oh, that's okay. Moni is over here. And like, just use location yeah. sharing. I remember when we were in Budapest, um, the first time that Moni and I met, and like we use location sharing quite a lot um, because we had a large group, it's like true. kind of spread out, and it was really helpful to know, like, oh, okay, that group of people's over here, we're over here, maybe we can meet up, or maybe it doesn't make sense. So, but even with that fucking location sharing, somebody managed to get fucking lost and then lose their shit because they're so fucking like confused in their life that they just landed somewhere else or whatever even though they had location sharing on i mean yeah (laughs) and that just proves i think all of our points that technology isn't fail safe and we gotta know this shit you know (laughs) but then my next thought is where do i write this shit down write write it on a piece of paper and stick it in your butt pocket in or my butt pocket. put it inside your wallet. Is that in the pants, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> in the pocket. Do you not have a, a slit in your skin that you can put things in right I in your butt? I thought you meant in the, between the butt crack and you called it butt pocket. <laughs> <laughs> that can, is that like what we're going to call butt cracks from the rest of our lives now? Butt pockets? The butt pocket. I'm here for that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Let's call it butt pocket going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I guess I will do that then. I feel so... I read, like, Gemma's and Charlie's, and I was like, I feel so fucking naive. Well, I feel fucking naive, but I also always have this, nothing's going to happen to me. It's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know it's ridiculous, because I don't know if I'm, I'm like, inviting it in like that, because I'm just so... It's going to be fine. Nothing... Like, what shall happen? Well, it's well, like one of those things, it's, blah, blah, blah. it's never happened to you, and you think that it's never going to happen to you. Yeah, so you're like, you feel safe, but then... The reality is that it's not actually particularly safe to be a woman or somebody of a marginalized gender at any in in the world, let alone at a convention. And so just like let's make it a little bit safer for ourselves. No, it's true. And I know I've been really fucking privileged to not have experienced it. I mean, 
not experienced anything to the degree that it would like trouble me to a degree that I'm like, oh, like oh, that is always something that it's on my mind that something will happen to me, right? So mm-hmm. I, as I, I really am aware that this is like fucking privilege that not a lot of people like experience, especially women and marginalized gender don't experience often because everything is fucking dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. And Charlie made a good point in our Twitch chat here. Um, he said, with location sharing, you have to check first if the country you're in has accurate Google Maps. In South Korea, for example, Google Maps isn't actually accurate. So also Google that first because it might create some problems. Never would have thought of that, actually. So that's really good advice, Charlie. I mean, not just for conventions, but for life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what I'd be doing if the maps wouldn't work. I would just like walk in a direction and hope it's correct. Mm-hmm. I guess I wouldn't be able to like navigate a compass or some shit. I mean, I could, but why? I can do paper maps. Um, and Charlie has some other advice about going with friends, and that is to have an emergency meeting point with your group if you're going uh, in a group. So that if you lose your group or the group notices that someone isn't there, they and you can't like actually get them on the phone, um, then you have the meeting point, and you can be like, oh. Money, there you are. Where'd you run off to? It's a good thing we found you here by this water fountain. Yeah, I think it's a really good idea, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a really good idea um, in general. Gemma but, yeah. is suggest- suggesting... Why is speaking so hard? Gemma is suggesting that if you have any medical issues, set up your medical ID on your phone and think about wearing an ID bracelet if you need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's good. Would advice. you also change your emergency contact to a person that's with you during that trip? I feel like that's just something that would potentially make sense. Mm-hmm. Because if something happens to me in Amsterdam, nobody would fucking know what like where I where like the weirdo can come right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, and then in regards to actually like the con organizers, um, some of Charlie's advice is to take note of where the security personnel, medical help, and staff are located. Um, not write it down, but be aware of where to find help should you need it. I think it goes hand in hand there with the medical issues on your uh, phone. Mm. Um, so you know where to go. You don't have to figure it out. And you can just like go there because like if you're stressed, if you're panicking, you're not going to actually have a really clear head. And you So trying to find it when you're already in that state, it's like, oh, I, I can feel the stress just like rising. Like I have no idea where to go. Yeah. So taking note of that yeah. is really helpful. It's just going to make things worse, right? Like in the moment when you already have an issue, it's not going to make you feel better about where to go. It's just going to cause more harm than good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Gemma, um, also about the con organizers, uh, said that you should be able to talk to them, but it's not always the case. And there are lots of uh, geek cons where it can be dangerous to be a lone woman without a way to contact others. Um, so always have your device because mm. it has everything you need. And, um, yeah, that's that's pretty good advice. Charlie also mentions that pickpockets, it's a feast for pickpockets at cons. Um, so he suggests to have a decoy wallet and make sure that your regular wallet is somewhere that people don't necessarily get, like, see immediately and don't get access to. And make sure it's, like, tied to your clothes with, like, a keychain or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the point of money... Um, Gemma says that uh, a lot of folks at conventions might only take cash, like if you want to buy something, Um, because I mean, obviously, nowadays, it's less of an issue with things like Square and PayPal, and like, you can pay that way. Um, But still, some people are taking cash and like the ATMs at a convention, they will run out of money, right? Mm -hmm. 
um, you will run out of money or they will eventually run out of money. So make sure you have enough cash, make sure you have access to your banking so that you can sort it out, especially if you're traveling internationally, um, because you don't want to be without money. Um, I was literally just thinking about your money situation in Budapest. <laughs> yeah, see, see, it happened to me. Imagine we have had that conversation before. Right. You would not have been stuck in Bumfuck nowhere outside of Budapest Hillbilly Town had to not walk into the city on foot without food to then almost kill me the first time we meet. <laughs> What can I say? What can I say? You know? Um, yeah. Um, Charlie also has a really great idea, well, idea, but point in chat now. You are never alone. If you are alone and someone asks, you're not alone. Your friend is ra waiting right over there and you're already late. Gotta go. Bye. Mm -hmm. that, that's, a, that's a good point. It is. It is indeed. Um, but just to go back to cash um, as well. Um, Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, Charlie says that if you're traveling to a different country, make sure that your card works at the ATMs there. I mean, it's, it's good advice in general for traveling, but... Um, very good advice if you're traveling internationally um mm. and like if you're traveling internationally and coming to twitchcon let us know because that's really cool how far are you going um and Gemma <laughs> adds to that like that's going? a really good point because her north american bank pin number uh has too many digits to work in the uk what so, yeah um so like that's something to be aware of as well um uk atms and probably most in the eu as well uh are four digits long And some pins in North America are six digit. So that just means that they are not usable then? Mm-hmm. So you would have to like maybe go into a bank to withdraw money or I don't know. Who the fuck does that? I don't know. So, yeah. Oh, also really good from Jinx. If you see someone else in trouble, they're the friend you've been looking for too. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. Love that. For sure. That's something like, it's good advice for everywhere but especially at conventions where people do sometimes go alone or get lost from their friends and like um yeah like i think that's that's great advice um especially for women um and marginalized genders to just walk up and be like hey i've been looking everywhere for you and mm. like don't be afraid to like initiate that contact because chances are they could really use a, a friend if they seem to yeah. be like lost and in trouble um And uh, there was one thing I wanted to add just in terms of the friends then. Um, and it was from Gemma. She said to share your schedule with others. So like if you're going to um, lots of panels and talks and stuff, tell your friends which ones you're going to. Because then like if you don't show up at your next rendezvous point and they can go and see if you made it to that panel because mm. yeah. Like that, that's, that's good advice to know. Um, thanks for that one, Gemma, because yeah, that stuff's important. Um, mm -hmm. Also, Tom said in chat, don't leave a drink unattended or take pre-poured drinks. I saw one con that has be had beer sitting on a table for people to lift and drink was a huge red flag. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I feel like aren't like the these KO drops like so fancy right now. So people just pour them into everything. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Always buy your own drinks or buy something mm. with a lid or, yeah. Um, yeah. And then um, we have a little bit more from uh, another of our former guests, Vicky Brewster, um, who is on the podcast talking about the Shadow and Bone series. Um, and one of her tips actually is for neurodiverse 
people um, who find the noise of crowds overwhelming. Um, she says a personal big win for me recently was using ear defenders for the first time. Uh, it's not so much the crowd noise as whoever is next to me yelling over the crowd noise. Um, so that's... I've read it and I don't know what ear defenders are. Um, like earplugs, ear, like something to oh, reduce okay. the noise. Um, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That, that's a your oh, ear no defenders. Idea that they were a, called that in English. Yeah, well, in England, probably it's a very UK term. Ear defenders, okay. ear muffs, ear plugs, ear noise-reducing devices. I don't know, <clears throat> um, but yeah, that's helped her. It might help you as well. Um, yeah, you listener, because um, something I wouldn't think of. I literally thought when I read that I thought I've... I'm gonna laugh at this, aren't I? Uh, I thought. Um, because the following tweet, um, Vicky was talking about, um, how to be visible as a person. For example, a lot of people like try and walk through, you move into your space, like you're not there, step in front of you and cues talk over you when you're speaking to a stall holder. That uh, they would love that. Um, and because of that, of the ear defenders, I then thought <laughs> that she has like a vuvuzela of some kind that makes a really loud noise for people to like squeeze back at them when they are loud at you. That's what I kind of <laughs> thought in my head. That's what the I mean, maybe was. that's the kind of advice that Vicky is looking for. Like, be more visible. <laughs> Have noisemakers. You're <laughs> <laughs> in my space. <laughs> 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 that's what I thought. I was like, to make some noise and I'm defending myself. So like, get this here, you bitch. <laughs> or some shit. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's one that's bit of advice. I, um, I don't know. Does, wow. does other people have advice on how to be more visible and to be more like? Present? I mean, I feel that's a general question in life, right? Like oh my gosh! How right. I, like, I, I feel a lot of it. It is like, and that's like almost a bit woo. But imagining the room that you're occupying, right? Like, it's not like if you're like withdrawn and withdrawn into yourself, then people won't notice you. But if you're like out there like this and have like this then people are less t t tend to less tend to walk over you less but because mm -hmm. you're trying like and especially i feel it's also something very specifically for like women as well because women tend to make room unless they have like a baby carrier or something mm -hmm. and like men always tend to occupy room that's why they're like men spreading their 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 whatever right mm -hmm. um so it's it's about also really occupying that space physically and emotionally to be honest yeah no, like I'm, I'm here now that's my space and you are not getting into my space right mm -hmm. so there's definitely that a mindset of... element of it yeah think, for sure and i i actually jinx uh made a comment to say and uh, she says pretend you're a cishet man so yeah. elbows out man spread when sitting down and like take up that space you like own that space that you're in yeah um, and don't be afraid to jab someone in the elbow or jab someone with your elbow because yeah. uh, elbows are they can hurt you know they're pretty pointy just like well-placed elbows i feel it's just in so many ways we always try to like keep each of us small like emotionally and physically and i feel that's how the world then responds to us as well mm -hmm. like it and like in a plane the person next to you is like sitting like this not giving a shit and we're all like i'm yeah. not taking up any space i swear mm -hmm. like i'm a fat woman i don't need a lot of room because why would i yeah. and how dare i take up space and shit so mm -hmm. i'm just like i love this initiative yeah. to take up space because like yeah we women women marginalized genders we need to take up space we exist we're here yeah. 
Um, so yeah. And Jinx as well says that she started not moving on the sidewalk and it's amazing. And like, oh, I, yeah. I've seen videos of like men walking into women who don't move out of their way on the sidewalk. I know. And like, it takes I- everything not to move. Right. We had but. that at uni, to be honest. We had that in so- socialization, basically. We talked about this at uni. That, like, again, as, as, as if you have like a buggy with a baby in it, then nobody moves. Like everybody moves for a woman with a buggy and the baby in it. But every aside from that, it's just like nobody moves when you're like a, like men, men don't move. Mm-hmm. So yeah, not moving is like really. Charlie says the amount of men I've walked into right into because they were expecting me to get out of their way even if that meant me having to walk out onto the street because they didn't see um, why they should walk a tiny bit to the side so we can both fit into the sidewalk holy shit mm-hmm. yeah yep um, for sure like, says so we're taking up space we're not moving it. if somebody tries to push you out of the way no be like this is my space I'm not moving um, yeah. I love what Liz said. Um, uh, she said uh, to try and remember that no is a complete sentence. And yes. along with that, if somebody tries to interrupt you, you look at them and you say, I'm not done. I'm still speaking. Um, and just stand your ground and just cut that shit off because you were there first. You have the, you have the space. Um, so I have actually started doing that. I wasn't finished speaking or you interrupted me and just call it out. And actually, you would be surprised at how people are like, really taken aback oh yeah yeah oh i i am preparing to hear that very often (laughs) not necessarily say it often but hear it often um because i I also feel like people when they speak over you it's not all well it's not to be actually like deliberately disrespectful and everybody thinks that speaking over someone is disrespectful so when you call it out and you make to you just make people aware that they've done something that they don't actually want to do. I mean, unless you're an asshole, then that's that's a different story. But like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that that would probably be my advice for for Vicky's question, and I think we got some good advice from Twitch chat here as well. Um, but if you have other advice, please let us know if you've been listening and you're like, oh, this is what I do. Like, let us know because yeah, fuck yeah, we want to know how to take up more space. To be honest, my 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 what I what I'm bringing with me mostly from this is that I need a very loud sound device that is not my voice. <laughs> Unless like Tom's saying, people will still hear me because I'm just so loud, fart whatever. on them. I'm gonna get something really loudly, and then you get my space not that loud. and noise. Mm, you clear the room, and you're like, "What are you talking about? It doesn't smell." I don't actually like want to be Monica. Uh, sound wow. defense. I don't actually want to like fart in front of everyone like it's not like I talk about it loads and I do fart enough but I feel like I wouldn't immediately meet you and fart in front of you no you have to get to know you how often do you remember me farting probably about as often as I fart I feel you farted more often because I remember a couple of times but I don't remember me farting to be honest whatever we never remember when we fart do we? um and anyways moving, oh, sometimes moving, moving swiftly because... forward oh, um <laughs> Uh, Vicky's last piece of advice was to, um, if you have one, wear a badge with your pronouns on it. I love that. I think that's great. On that note, we had an, well, we had an, we came, I just need to figure it out because especially when you're with a group of people now that, which is the plan now that you haven't met before and touching or not touching could potentially be an issue. What we are going to be doing, what I still need to do is get badges that say hugs, no hugs and ask. 
Mm. So people can pick a badge and you just, without having it, without this being a massive conversation, people can just get the badge, take it, and then people know, okay, it's good to hug mm -hmm. the person and this person like wants a handshake or whatever instead and this person doesn't want to have hugs. <laughs> I, I don't know why I thought you were going to say that when we were talking about hugs, and I was just like, that escalated quickly. Well, I mean, I didn't, but now it did because you put it on that rail, and now I've written it to the end, literally. Ass. It's not ass, Tom, it's not ass. Ass. You can whack my ass. I'm fine with that. You cannot touch me otherwise, but you can whack my ass. It's not how it goes. Not does not wasn't work for me. We don't recommend Please that kind don't. of consent. No. I mean, and that's what unless that's what you want. In in which case, change your badge to um ass. That is true, but don't mm -hmm. don't otherwise do it. Please don't just whack somebody at somebody's ass unless unless they gave consent mm -hmm. or something. Hugs, no hugs. Spank me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Gemma would have that one, are we? I I'm mean, kind of like, this is not a bad system. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can make a couple of spank me ones as well, because when I'm already at it, why the fuck not, right? Why not? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, oh, so no. yeah, pronoun badges, hug badges. I love them both. I think they're great. It's true. Mm -hmm. can bring, I have a pronoun badge, but I'm, I mean, I don't have like, yeah. Yeah, I can bring my pronoun badge. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea. But like the ass, hug, hugs, no hugs, and ask one, I'm definitely gonna do. Mm -hmm. I just need to make them and then order them and yeah. stuff. TwitchCon after dark. <laughs> wow. That's happening. So they need to be lighting in the, light, in the dark, you mean? Ooh, <laughs> now you gave me. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Is that weird in a gay bar if you have batches that light in the dark that say hugs, no hugs? and Ask. No, I think that's a fantastic idea. They would need to be like not not glow in the dark, but like UV activated. Yes, How like can the I dice you that got me. Out. I know. I love that you I got me UV like... activated dice, and I'm like, I have no UV lights around. No, aren't they like loading up with lights usually? Well, I don't know. They said that they were UV lights, UV UV dice. Don't yeah. you need to like just hold them into either the sun or like I'll some light try. or something that they load up? A neon ask badge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can figure it out. I just think maybe that the glow in the dark situation is going to be really expensive. Probably. We'll just stick to playing. But I badges. like the idea. Mm -hmm. um, if I can, I will figure it out, friends. I got you back. <laughs> <laughs> got your ass, did you say? <laughs> nah, I'm fine. Please don't hug me from behind. Don't want that. This is very uncomfortable and not around hugs, my stomach. I no hugs, not from behind. <laughs> <laughs> That's so small to go on a batch. It's so long. <laughs> I'm willing to pay extra, Rick says. Okay, we'll figure it out, Rick. We'll figure it out. Uh, oh, God. Okay. Um, no reach arounds. <laughs> We've gone like way off course here and I absolutely love it. But do we have any other actual I mean, advice for uh, being a woman or a marginalized gender going to a convention? I feel we had really, really great tips. Really good tips. Thank you so much yeah. to everyone in chat and everyone that answered on Twitter and Discord. Yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. Appreciate so thank that Thank you so much, everyone. Um, yeah. And that's awesome. We're going to be at TwitchCon in a month or in Amsterdam and TwitchCon like a month tomorrow cool so if you if you see us there or if you are there as well and want to like wave or something 
because no hugs from strangers for me as well. Mm. Um, <laughs> that's what the ask badge oh, is for. That's very complex. It's getting really complex now, doesn't it? Yeah. Because then I have to tell everyone that I like, then yes, you can hug me. I just don't want a stranger to hug me. That's true. But yes, in a month. We'll figure it out. Me. We'll figure this badge system out. We'll, we'll make it work. Um, and in the meantime, if you see us, please come and say hi, because we want to say hi yes. to you. Yes. And ask maybe if we're okay with that. Or yeah. Not. See, see what our badges say and go from there. Perfect. Cool. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We'll be back in two weeks with another amazing episode of Geek Herring. Bye. Thank you. You can find us on Discord as well at geekherring.com forward slash Discord and on social medias. But yeah, thanks for coming. When she says social media, she really just means Twitter. Bye. (laughs) It's true. We do have an Instagram account. It's just very dormant. (laughs) It still says we're on hiatus. We should fix that. I know. Okay. Yeah, it's true. I was like, should we archive those posts? Anyway, thanks so much for listening and see you in two weeks. Bye for real this time. (laughs) If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. 